Hello, I'm Ryan Myers, joined by Will Acevedo, Demas Portillo, and welcome to the Top 4. The Top 4 is brought to you by DHSPress.com. Check out DHSPress.com all school year long to find all the news Titans need to know. Boys, we're back. It has back. been Will, Demas, how we feeling? so long, Ryan. I'm it's feeling really so good. Long. I've been waiting for this episode for a while now. There's a lot happening over the summer, and I'm ready to get into it. I mean, last time we spoke over here was maybe in May, I think. It was it was a while. It was, it was around the time the Prem ended and Champions League had, had yeah, ended right, as well. Right before Chelsea became the champions of Europe. Yeah, I don't know if we actually mentioned it. I might have actually mentioned an episode about that. But we'll get to that in a little bit. This summer, The Premier League's already started, and this summer's been absolutely crazy across the world. We're just going to focus on the Premier League today because that's what we do. Let's go over some of these transfers from this, from this summer, boys. So, what do you want to guys? Right. We guys gonna start. I think I want to start with this one. You want to start, Demis? Yeah, let me start with the homecoming of big boy Cristiano Ronaldo coming home to Manchester United after 12 years. This is. I, I feel like I'm talking for all United fans. This is the happiest we've been in 12 years since we made it to no, maybe 10 years since we made it to that Champions League final and lost. But getting Ronaldo, getting Sancho, getting Varane. Seeing this team, seeing the start that we've had to this season, there's, there's just a lot of optimism as a United fan going into this season. And, of course, you know Ronaldo's a winner. Great winning mentality, and he's bringing a lot to this dressing room. I'm, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just so jealous of their, of their transfer window. Like, I mean, looking at what City did over the summer, we signed Jack Grealish. And, and like, no offense to Jack Grealish. Obviously, he's a great player and all. But, I mean, compared to what... Chelsea and <laughs> uh, Man United got it, it, it's it feels a little unfair uh, obviously we, we weren't even able to sign uh, we were on the verge of signing uh, what's it called Ronaldo but obviously he went to Man- Manchester United he went to the right club yeah but, I mean <laughs> at, at the end of the day it's his, it's his home that's that's where it all happened for him um as well uh if we if we waited like two more days honestly we could have got Lionel Messi I I I believe that we would have we would have had Lionel Messi, but we had to, we signed Jack Grealish, who's a similar player to Lionel Messi, like well, that's a two stretch, days before. Huh? That, that's I a would bit say of a they're uh, like they're both yeah. like wingers that are like you know. I mean, I guess they are dynamic. They were like creative, centrally and yeah. Creative. But um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say like Jack Grealish is exactly like Messi. Obviously, no one's gonna be like Messi other than like you. Uh, obviously, you compare Ronaldo to him, but again. You know, I, I'm just a little hurt by that. And obviously, we didn't sign Harry Kane. He's, he decided to stay at Tottenham. It was a rough summer as a City fan. Uh, again, I'm not upset about the signing of Jack Grealish. I just wanted more from City over the summer, considering we have the money to do so. I mean, when it comes to, like, Ronaldo especially, I mean, the deal, it was only 15 million euros. It was a very cheap deal, and there's some add-ons. Ronaldo's also getting paid a lot of money. His wages are absolutely incredible. But that's what happens. You have to pay for like a player like Ronaldo. You got to pay him. He'll be the most high-paid player at the club. Um, but yeah, it just it's just a great transfer, and I'm happy for him because I think he's happy and he wants to be back at United. He wanted to leave Juve, and it just wasn't working out for him. The team isn't great. You say uh, the game after uh, Ronaldo left uh, Juve, they lost uh, to Empoli. Empoli, yeah, yeah. Empoli, yeah, who just got promoted from the second league in Italy. That's and, terrible. you know, it just goes to show, like, how Ronaldo, he wants to win trophies still and that he needed to leave to try to win trophies. And United are a great team now. They have so much talent around them. With <laughs> they Sancho, really do. Yeah. Duran, Pogba, Bruno look like they started the season well. Pogba already has five assists, the most in the Premier League so far. It's only been a few games. 
So it'll just be exciting to see how United play throughout the entire year this year. I think Ole has a lot of work to do with figuring out the tactics and the team because there's still so many talented players. You see like guys like Rashford's out right now, but when he comes back, Mason Greenwood, Martial, they just sold Dan James to Leeds. That was a great deal to get rid of him. And still have Cavani as well. Like there's just so much talent that United need to probably figure out soon. But I'm happy for Ronaldo. I'd rather him go to United over City, to be honest. I think City would have been easily the best team in the world if they signed Ronaldo. But I'm happy for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, as, as a City fan, uh, obviously I love Ronaldo. Uh, I'm a little hurt he didn't join us, but I think that you got to be happy for him. Wherever he's happy, he's happy. You know, that's one of the greatest we'll ever see play. Uh, and, and I hope he just does well at United, even though I am a City fan. <laughs> I'm disappointed with City, honestly. I'm happy they signed Jack Grealish. I think it was a great transfer, especially for Jack. He wants to win. But I think in terms of signing a striker they're going to need this year. They got away with it last year and won the league. But you could see against, like, Chelsea especially, in the three games we played against them under Thomas Tuchel, they scored one goal in those three games, and that was in the first game in the Premier League. And it just goes to show, like, it, seems, it just seems to need a striker more and more every time you watch them play. They create so many chances, and then when it gets to the goal, they just can't put the ball in the back of the net because they don't have a target man or anyone to give yeah. it to. And Ronaldo, Ronaldo would have been that guy. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean... I it's just something you can't avoid. Um, you you can't. It's hard to win without a striker, um, especially in a, in a league like the Premier League where everyone's physical. You need a strong physical striker up there to score some goals for you. Um, you know, no hate to Gabriel Jesus, but you know he's not very strong. Uh, he's very fast and very agile. But other than that, he and he doesn't have the greatest finishing either for a striker. But you know, uh, you just can't can't get away with not having a, a solid striker up top. Yeah, after watching City start to the season. You could see like that first challenge they had against Tottenham. They were missing that focal point up top, and I thought they still had a couple of days left in the transfer window. I thought they could have got it done, but we'll see how they progress. I mean, they've got to, they've got two games five zero since then, but not not many challenges. And also Ronaldo, after his performance in international break, he he shows no sign of stopping with two goals two in stoppage time to win the game. Well, yeah, we were talking, so the day after, uh, or the day we are recording, this is the day after that Cristiano Ronaldo um, scored two goals against Ireland in a World Cup qualifier where they were down uh, 1-0 at minute 88. Uh, for basically the entire game. In the 88th minute, he scores a great header. Um, and then at the five minutes later in the 95th minute, he scores another great header to win, it. To win the game. And he becomes the all-time uh, all men's score. leading scorer in international goals. Just in a record-breaking, 111 goals in 180 games. He's absolutely that is, incredible. That's great. That, yeah. I mean, that's just mad. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, moving on from, like, you know, the Manchester clubs, Chelsea, again, had a great uh, – I wouldn't say their their transfer window was better than United's, but they signed some pretty great players as well. Yeah, I think we did very well this summer. We got rid of a lot of guys who I would not call them dead weight at all because they were great for us under Frank Lampard when we had a transfer ban. But now that we have new signings, we're a better team than we were a couple years ago. Uh, just guys that just weren't getting enough time, and we could tell them that because their value is really great and they're great players. Like academy guys, two guys that went from England to, to Italy, Tammy Abraham, who uh, was just signed to Roma a few weeks ago, and he's been absolutely incredible for them. He has a goal and uh, two, two assists. assists in his first two games there under Jose Mourinho for 40 million euros. I'm so happy for him. And then for Kyle Tomori as well, who was on loan at AC Milan last year, but he signed a permanent deal to stay in uh, Milan. And now he's a permanent center back. Giroud as well. He also went to Milan. Yeah, he did. No, no, Giroud went to AC Milan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, you said Inter. Yeah, said Inter. Yeah. Um, But it was was a good summer selling players. 
Uh, we also just sold uh, Kurt Zuma as well yeah. to West Ham, West Ham, rival of London club. But I think it was good for him because he wasn't getting much time under Tuchel, and he could have used it. And when it comes to signings, we signed Rom. Big boy Rom came back to the Prem. He's I'm back. He's a back. lot of players going back home this season. Uh, we saw Willian leaving uh, Arsenal to go back to his uh, boyhood club. Yeah, uh, same with David Luiz leaving Arsenal to go to his boy, boyhood club. Um, obviously, Ronaldo going back to the Premier League. Um, Lukaku back to Chelsea. Um, uh, there's definitely a couple and, players. And if, if it were Ronaldo, or not Lukaku, has too much unfinished business left that he wanted to sort out. He was at Chelsea. We didn't play him too much. He only had 10 games for us and no goals. Then he went to West Brom, had a great season on loan. Then we sold him to Everton, where he was really good. Then he went to United, and he was good, but he wasn't great. He wasn't what we expected as a, as a United fan. Yeah, it wasn't a little bit more for that price tag, but he still it, delivered. It, it wasn't moments. it wasn't what they wanted. Then he went to Inter, and he, and he, he became I mean, that one was... of the world's best at the number nine position. And we desperately needed a striker this year. I love Timo, but we just need that vocal point, especially with the way we play with the wing backs that left across the ball. We need that guy up top, that strong, tall guy. And there. we signed him. And Romelu, he wants to come home. He keys back. And his first game against Arsenal, he scored in 15 minutes. And he didn't get a goal against Liverpool in the second game, but it was, he still played pretty well. We still, it was an okay game from considering how we had to play. And it's just, it's just so exciting because he's back and he's so energetic and ready and he wants to do so well. And he's so, like, motivated right now. Yeah, um, but you know, also thinking about other clubs that did some spending, um, one of the ones I do want to touch on the most, uh, Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. I mean, they used their, their money from Jack Grealish very well. They signed a couple players uh, to help improve their squad in some depth as well. Wendia. Got uh, Leon, Leon Bailey from mm-hmm. uh, Bayer Leverkusen. Um, I mean, that, that's a great player right there. Um, and then Bundia from Norwich when, as well. Bundia from Norwich, that's a great one. Yeah, the signings haven't clicked yet, but when they click, I feel yeah, like no, de- they're definitely. Be a force. They I signed Danny Ings as well. Danny Don't forget, they signed they Danny, Danny Ings from Southampton. I think I think what Villa need is just some chemistry. Uh, just because I mean, there a lot of the a lot of the players. Um, yeah, they've got a are, lot of new are guys. still from there from the last season, but also a lot of new additions. So they just all got to click, find the chemistry. But once they do, they'll be a great club. Um, and then Arsenal, the biggest spenders in all of Europe, and mm-hmm. ended up. They're sitting at 20th right now. They're so far, through place. three games, they are 20th. Zero uh, goals as well. Yeah, and Struggle to be right to now. be fair, they've had injuries. Aubameyang, he just came back. His first game was against City, where they got slapped five now. Uh, Lacazette hasn't really been in the team either. Uh, but you know Ben White, he ben played White the first game, the first but he game. didn't play the last two. But it just Arsenal, and I almost like as, as a as a rival club to Arsenal, as a Chelsea fan, um, it almost I almost feel bad for them. And usually I never feel bad for Arsenal, but I almost feel bad because their team just looks like they have no motivation. They lost to newly promoted Brentford, who haven't been in the top flight for 74 years, and they lost two 0 to them in the first game of the season. Then they have two tough games against Chelsea at home and then at the Etihad against City, and they lose both games. They don't score a goal, and it's just disappointing, honestly. And it's almost like there's no progress with the team. They looked better a couple years ago when they won the FA Cup, and then when they had Unai Emery before that, they went to the Europa League final, and now they just look they're just going backwards and declining. And they have a couple easier games coming up against Norwich and Burnley, but it just they're just not they're not clicking in any sort of way in the attack or defense and they still have so many talented players should be doing a lot better. I believe that Arsenal as a club um recently 
um, tend to unappreciate the managers that they do end up having. Obviously, not a lot of people are wanting to play for Arsenal anymore. Uh, that used to be one of the clubs where are like, okay, of course I'd, I'd love to play for Arsenal, right? Um, but, you know, Arsene Wenger, again, I mean, he was, he was a great, great coach. Um, a lot of people did not appreciate what he did for Arsenal. Unai Emery, like Ryan said, you know, got them to the um, Europa League final and won them an FA Cup. I mean, Arsenal recently haven't been known for winning trophies uh, other than the FA Cup. But again, if a trophy is a trophy at the end of the day, right? Like, I don't think I don't think the club should complain about that. Uh, As a United fan, I'd, I'd love a trophy. <laughs> five years. That's right. Um, yeah, but you should get one this season. Yeah. I, I would hope so. I mean, you guys Hopefully. have a great squad. This is a year. Yeah, but I don't want to say too much about Arsenal because I feel like I would just keep on ranting on about how how much they're just like in the mud right now and how like little we think of them at the moment. And I partially hope they turn it around because it's almost like they're not even like competitive. And it's only been a few games and they played really good. They played a, they have had a really difficult schedule. Um, and they have a couple easier games coming up. So we'll see Saturday the 11th of September against Norwich. Hopefully. Uh, they might pick up some points there. 19th versus 20th battle in the Premier League. Two teams that are sitting at the bottom of the table. Um, even Norwich scored a goal, though. So, But so we'll see. Let's take a look. I mean, we're already talking about some fixtures that have happened and um, that are already going to happen. So let's actually just take a look at what's going on right now at the moment in the Prem. Spurs... Um, obviously, they they signed uh or not I wouldn't say they signed, but they got Nuno Espiritu Santo as their new um coach. So, surpri- I mean, I'm a little surprised. Uh, obviously, we took we took uh, a loss against Spurs the first game of the season, uh, City against Spurs, and Spurs are now sitting at first place with nine points. That's, yeah, that, that's shocking. Yeah. Three games, three goals, I feel like and three po- and nine points. It's 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 one goal, no goals conceded in any of the games. They've been good defensively. I feel like more, what's, more, what's been more shocking is their defense. They haven't conceded three clean sheets. Against some good teams as well. I mean, good teams. I mean, City. They they, City to a clean sheet. That's great. That's yeah. a good result. I, that, I mean, that really is. Um, I mean, and you take a look at the at the Spurs lineup, there's really not too much different uh, from, like, the past season. Uh, obviously, in their last game, they played Watford. Uh, Son, again, with another goal in that game. Harry Kane playing. Uh, Bergwijn uh, up at the wing as well. And a little shocking, obviously, we know that Eric Dier is not, like, the greatest defensively, even though he is, like, a defensive midfielder. And he's actually played center back that game. Yeah, I mean, Dyer played a lot of time as center back under Mourinho and a little bit of Pochettino as well. But, um, I mean, you see, especially with all the things that went on with the transfer talks all summer long about Harry Kane, how he said he wanted to leave, um, and then he couldn't get a deal done before the Euros. Then after, it was like, is he going to come back? Came back late to training, didn't show up the day he was supposed to report back. And it's and they still managed to to win their first three games of the Premier League season, and it's been just pretty impressive, honestly. Uh, Nuno, he's done a good job of implementing a little bit of what he wants to do, defense first, and to win games, and just try to get through as many points as possible. And they won all three games they played. Deli Alley's playing a lot now; he's back in the team, and it's great to see because I love Deli Alley, and and he was just great before, you know, he just lost all of his form under uh, Mourinho, but he's back. Tottenham's playing well. I'm very impressed. I'm very surprised as well, though. I mean, as a fan of a, of a rival club, Ryan, I mean, are you are you happy about seeing some Spurs? Uh, I mean, I'm not happy. I'm also like pretty. I'm not. I'm not upset either because I think that it's this. This is not like a. This is not like a permanent kind of like game plan to just score one goal and then just not concede. It's just not how you can play in the Premier League when you play against so many great teams. Uh, but maybe you, they try to outscore teams eventually, like a segue. West Ham. A team that is currently sitting second, tied with a bunch of teams. Uh, Antonio has been amazing. 
four goals and he's also become their their his their all time leading scorer in the Prem, which it's only fifty goals. But I mean, how long has West Ham even been in the Prem for? I mean, the Prem League's only been um, a league since nineteen ninety two, and fifty goals is not a bad mark at all. No, definitely not for he's any def- team. He's definitely gonna keep scoring, and, and he's got and three assists as well. Goal. So yeah. he's he's tied for. Um, Second most assists in the Prem, but has the most goals. I'm actually very disappointed that he didn't get into the England team. Because I feel like, especially when you look at who got in, like Patrick Bamford, who's been decent throughout the season so far. But Leeds are sitting in 15th right now with two draws and a loss. And then you look at uh, Mikel Antonio, a guy who's ended the season amazing last season. This season, he started off the season amazing. And he didn't get a call-up, which I feel like is something that he kind of deserves at this point. But I think I heard he's you know, had ties to try to link uh, to move Switch Nations to Jamaica because he hasn't played an international game yet, so we can still do that. So we'll see what happens. But I'm impressed with West Ham. They scored 10 goals uh, so far in three games, most in the Premier League, tied with City for the most. And it's just, it just been a great display on how to score goals and how to win games. They played some difficult games as well, beating Leicester City at home, smashing them 4-1, uh, beating Newcastle in the first game of the season 4-2. And then the draw to pit the Palace 2-2. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe the defense isn't where it needs to be yet. You see Zuma coming from Chelsea. That could bolster it a little bit. But uh, they're still very impressive, scoring a lot of goals in every game they play. Yeah, I mean, you take a look at West Ham's team, uh, and it, it's not a bad side by any means. Uh, uh, Moyes is a great manager, and he's, do, he's he's done well with the team even last season, taking them to uh, a European competition. Um, I mean, you just take a look at West Ham's squad. Uh, at their last game against Palace, um, it's very not much different from what he was playing last season uh, for the team. But you can see now that maybe this addition of um, Kurt Zuma is going to make a big difference in that defense, and they'll probably end up conceding a little bit less goals um, throughout the season. Yeah, and we can touch on the, um, the, the, the bunch of teams that are currently sitting on seven points in the Premier League, West Ham, one of the teams included, but also three through six in Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Everton all sitting on two wins and a draw in the uh, first three matches of the season. We'll start with United, Demas's favorite team, who have been decent, not great, but decent. They smashed Leeds to begin the season yeah. uh, 5-1. That was a great game. But then two poor games against Southampton and Wolves, in my opinion. They ended up with four points from those two, but still just not great performances from the team. Um, the first game of the season we started off, I feel like United does this a lot. I remember maybe two years ago we played Chelsea first yeah, game. Yeah, four four nil. Beat them four nil. Gives us so much optimism, and then the second game. It's always the second game where we like can't match that first performance, and I feel like that's what happened against Southampton. After they, we were what hurt more was that we were dominated in the game, and they got one chance. That's all you need in the prem, one chance to put it away, and then they put us on the back foot. We got one back, but we just couldn't concrete that second goal. Can, can, I, can I ask you how you feel about a uh, certain uh, Manchester United center midfielder that they haven't, that, they, that, uh, that United did not replace this summer in a position I feel like they really needed to replace? That a defensive, defensive midfield position. Um, like Fred, how do, you, how do you feel? He's had two poor games in both of those games, uh, just giving the ball away, not being able to retain possession, break lines. How, how do you do you think Fredo can actually like hinder your chances of winning trophies this season because he has such a talented attack and talented defense now but it's just like that defensive midfield area that's lacking it's such a big position that's a position that transitions you from defense to attack and if you don't have a solid player there it's going to be rough 
and Fred has not shown that these last two games. It's been really, really poor. I mean, he's just very inconsistent. He'll give you a great game, give you great sh- like optimism for him, and then the next game he just never steps up to the to that level. And I don't know. It was a position we needed and we just couldn't get. Yeah, it's just, it's just tough because I think you guys are linked to Declan Rice and also linked to Ndidi a little bit um, from Leicester. I mean, I think Declan Rice, to be honest, like no no shade to United, but he kind of gets linked to every club in your uh, in the Premier League. He got linked to Chelsea a while because he's also he, that was his, that we Chelsea was his boy at club. That's where he was in the academy before he got sold to That's West right. Ham, and he's best friends with Mason Mount, so that was pretty obvious. And then yeah, United, they're just desperate for a defensive midfielder especially one that can break lines so I'm not even surprised that they were linked and then Ndidi as well just two like good midfielders but I think when United are seen to be in a position where like oh they obviously need a midfielder in that position and like they want to win trophies and be like one of the best teams in the world it's almost like teams want to raise the price on you because you look desperate because you kind of are um so it's just it's just tough but I don't know I don't hate Fred I have no problem with him he gets way too much hate in my opinion but he just hasn't been great the last couple of games and I wonder if that's going to, like, hinder United's chances of, like, winning trophies, especially, like, the Premier League. You need to be consistent week in, week out to win it. And Fred can't be that consistent or, like, other players, maybe Wambi Sacco or whoever isn't that consistent in their position, uh, at least with the ball, because defensively they're both amazing athletes and great players. Yeah, I mean, that, going into the Wolves game where Fred was just absolutely, I don't know, he just – he just looked weak. It just wasn't. It just wasn't a good game for him at all. He just looked very weak against Adama and Rojimenez. They made him look small. Saved by May. Can I just say, saved by Mason Greenwood both weeks. Yeah, Mason scored a Greenwood. goal in each of those two games against Southampton and and uh, Wolves, and both very good goals as well. He's been an absolute amazing player throughout the season. He's hunting for that golden boot. He's a guy that I'm disappointed he didn't get a call up for England. I feel like he very much deserved it. But yeah, I mean, he did save us and. It was a very, it was a really, really hard game against Wolves. Right. We struggled. That was yeah, it wasn't a great performance, man. You guys. I heard Roy Keane said like he wished Ronaldo was not watching the first half. That's yeah, how poor it was. And yeah, in the last ten minutes, Mason Greenwood just a controversial call as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Might have clipped Ruben Neves. This and that. Yeah. But yeah, great finish, and we. I think it would have been weak to turn it over. But uh, speaking of controversial calls, let's talk about Chelsea Liverpool because. I, I, I was kind of heated when it first, when I saw it. Uh, the, the, well, obviously, we'll, we'll have some backstories that everybody knows we're talking about. Chelsea and Liverpool faced off this weekend in a 1-1 draw where Kai Havertz scored an amazing header off a corner in the first half. And then right before the end of the half, um, Reese James gives away a handball, clearing the ball off the line because it was a crazy sequence off a corner. The ball is bouncing around in the box, and it hits Reese James' uh, knee and then onto his arm. And he's like a little swipe motion forward which I can't even blame him because it's like a re- it, the, he was so like, it was so quick that it was like just a reactionary like reflex and they call a handball and a red card which looking back it was unfortunately the right call it was the right it was the right call and then the game finishes 1-1 because of a the ma- amazing defensive performance from Chelsea in the second half and I, I don't know for me personally I'm not mad by the result at all considering we were tied 1-1 for a half with 10 men at Anfield and then we came away with a draw it's just a little disappointing because before the red card, we were on the front foot. We looked good the first half, and it just all, – all of our momentum stopped. We had to take off our goal scorer, Kai Havertz, to put on some defensive um, players so we could, like, hold on for the last 
uh, half of the game. It just it was it was just an okay game. And I'm not mad by the result, but it was just kind of frustrating. That's all. I feel like that's been the game of the season so far. Like the just the atmosphere, everything going on in the game. It was a great game I mean, back and forth. Seeing fans back, it, it, it brings a different atmosphere to every game. Uh, yeah. If you were to watch some games last year, um, uh, the only one I can think of right now at the top of my head that still had like a hype around it, even though, how do you put it, like there were no fans around, uh, Villa versus uh, Liverpool. I mean, that was, that was a clear one from like last season, even though there was no fans around. Um, but seeing even like a one-one draw – in a game now with fans in it, it, it brings a different like feeling when you're watching. Yeah, I mean, the first half, when it was 11 v 11, it was so open. It was fun. It was exciting. So many chances. Chelsea Romelu had a couple chances. Well. Chelsea were on the front foot for a while. And it was just a game where it just like, um, not frustrating, but just like we could have come away with three points like we did last season if we didn't give away that handball. But to be fair, if we didn't give away the handball, probably the ball probably would have been in the back of the net. We never know what would happen in 11 v 11. I feel like Chelsea played that as best as they could in the circumstance that they were with one man down just great defensive like Liverpool didn't really have that clear chance to put it away no it not at all that was just great defensively from Chelsea p- to play that counterattack. just let Romelu hold on to the ball wait for his teammates they played it really well yeah we, t- we, did, we did the best we could under the circumstances so I'm not really um, upset about it whatsoever I mean our next game is against Villa on the 11th of September that's when the Premier League's back after international break um, and then we'll uh, see how it goes from there because I think we've started the season pretty well, to be honest. But let's get into our last segment of the uh, podcast today, end of the season predictions. So we have a little bit of an award uh, show going on. We have who's going to win the league, who, uh, who's finishing top four and in what positions, and then who's going to win the trophies of the Golden Boot, uh, the player of the season, and the Golden Glove. I think that's so something we'll, to start off with. Uh, yeah, Will, we'll start with you. All right, so uh, obviously, as a City fan, I, I, I do want to be a little bit biased towards my club, but mm-hmm. I do think that there's a fair chance between all three, all three teams. Uh, United, looking very strong, very solid. I was a little bit iffy about them at first, but now that they have Cristiano Ronaldo, it's very hard to disagree with them, you know, competing for the title. Um, Chelsea, again, coming off a Champions League win, I don't think... Um, like no hate to Chelsea, but I don't think they're gonna want to go for another Champions League. Obviously, they're, they're still gonna give like the effort for it, but I think what they want is a Premier League. Uh, it's been a couple of years since they last won, about fourish. It was the 2017 yeah, season so about before four, City a won four years, two in a row. Since they uh, last won one. Um, and then yeah, I do want Man City to win Premier League, but uh, I do see that all three teams they have the most equal chances. Um, and and I think at the moment. Chelsea do look the most favorable out of those three, in my opinion. Um, I think what City will actually end up wanting is to win the Champions League. That's obviously not after not being able to win it last season. That might be their main focus. Um, but that's going to be, again, that'll be very difficult without a striker. Uh, but, you know, aside from the league winners, I think um, some individual trophies that will be handed out this season. I think personally that the golden boot would go to either Harry Kane, Lukaku, or Ronaldo. Uh, very difficult to see anybody else win it. Obviously, uh, Miguel Antonio is leading the Prem in goals right now. But when you see Ronaldo uh, and the likes of Harry Kane and Lukaku, Lukaku and Ronaldo competing for the go- uh, golden boot in uh, Serie A last season, and Harry Kane, who is the winner of the golden boot from the Premier League last season, all of those guys, I mean, they're all not playing in the same league. It'll be there very like hard to 
see none of them win it. Be very weird. Um, and then PFA Player of the Year. I'm gonna be a little biased on this one. I think De Bruyne is gonna end up winning it. Um, <laughs> we all know how class De Bruyne is. Um, he's in his prime years. Um, he can score uh, sometimes, uh, and he knows how to how to play the ball. He knows how to he knows how to assist. Or the Cristiano Ronaldo. I think he's gonna make a big comeback in the Prem, and he's gonna start off strong uh, his first season, and he might win PFA Player of the Year as well. And then I think Ederson or Mendy get the Golden Glove. Yeah, I f- I think when it comes to um, Ronaldo, he has that like that that fan factor on his side. So if he puts up like a Golden Boot winning or close to Golden Boot winning performance, and United win the league, I think it's gonna be very hard to tell anybody that he doesn't deserve to win uh, PFA Player of the Season, especially knowing Ronaldo. He's a man of the moment, and he'll probably score some late game winning goal in like th- like the like the thirty fifth match week that gives United like. Leads that puts them in the first place. And they go on to win the trophy, something like that. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I could I could definitely see United um, or Ronaldo winning the Player of the Year. Um, but I guess I'll go on to to my predictions now. Uh, this this season is going to be so tight. All four teams at the top, I think, will be. I think everybody will see will say that Chelsea, United, City, and Liverpool are going to finish in the top four this season. And all four teams have a great chance to win the trophy. I'm going to push Liverpool to the side a little bit. I don't want to undermine them or, like, you know, count them out because they are a great team with amazing players and amazing coach. I just worry about their depth. They don't really have that much depth, especially in, like, the middle of the park. Losing uh, Genie Wijnaldum, they don't have a lot of guys that are, like, that are young, energetic midfielders. You know, they have Curtis Jones, who's a great player, um, but he's not to that standard yet. And then they have Thiago, Hendo, and Fabinho are all great players, but they're just getting older. St. James Milner as well. I feel like they should have gone after like a Renato Sanchez in the summer. So I don't, I'm going to put them to the side. And I, I, I want, I think, I think City are going to also, I'm going to push them to the side for third. Not by much, but I think just not having that striker like we saw against Tottenham in big games where teams are going to set up well against them. They're going to struggle to get goals. But I, that's why I have it down to Chelsea and Liverpool. I think this could go down to like one of the match last days of the week. Um, the second to last match that actually matched 37. Chelsea takes a trip to Old Trafford. So I feel like that could be the game that decides the, the league, depending on how the league's looking. Um, but I have Chelsea coming away with the league, just barely. I think it's just the bias in me. I think our defense is just too strong, and like we're just in a great mindset. Our head, our head, is like, our head space is absolutely incredible right now. The whole dressing room is just ready to win. And I just feel like we have like the talent all over the pitch. We don't have any weak points. We don't have any areas of worry for us. And I'm just excited. I think we have a lot of depth as well. I think, Will, you were right when you said that we're not going to try to go too crazy in the Champions League because I think we're going to focus on the league. But we'll see how the whole season goes because who knows. I think we have a great squad to like maybe repeat the UCL again. Um, so, yeah, I have Chelsea winning the league. My golden boot winner, it's tough between uh, Lukaku and Ronaldo. I have Bruno in there as well, depending on how he does, if he's still taking penalties for United. Not saying he's a penalty merchant, but penalties obviously help with winning the Golden Boot. Um, I think it'll be one of those three players, whether like United just go crazy and one of those two goes uh, on to win it, or Lukaku has a great year and he wins it himself. My player of the year is also between uh, Kevin De Bruyne and then Romelu Lukaku or Harry Kane. I think if Kane could have another one of those years where you know he leads the league in goals and assists, like it's hard to argue against him winning player of the year, depending on where Tottenham finish. And then De Bruyne also being the player he is, you never know what he's going to do. 
So those are my three to win it. I might edge it to De Bruyne just because I think City are going to be that good. I think it's going to be that important for them. And then my Golden Gloves going with the Mendy. I think Chelsea will have the most clean sheets in the season. Uh, we'll, we, you guys can rain check me the rain check me on this or come back to me on this. I'm predicting Chelsea get 16 clean sheets in the Premier League this season, if not more. So I think Mendy will win the Golden Glove if we get that many clean sheets this year. I think for the great defense that Chelsea has, that's not a bad shout. Uh, when you said when you said that, Ryan, at first, I thought you were going to give me an outrageous number, like 20-something. Yeah, I, 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 I want to say like 20, but I think that's a little bit outlandish. Uh, that's over half the games in the season. We don't concede a single goal, and, you know, it's the prem stuff happens. Uh, but I'll say 16 is like, if, we, if he does that, I think we'll win it. I think we can get as many as like 18. I think it'll be a great defensive year for us. And then Demas will go on to your predictions for the season. Right. So this is a very tough year, seeing how competitive the Premier League has got, definitely the best league in the world in every aspect at this point. And it's, it's tough between those top four, you know? Man City coming off, a cha- um, coming off a league, Chelsea coming off a Champions League, Liverpool coming off a year that they struggled with depth, but also a team that's with those weapons, when they're not injured, they're always one of the top teams in the world. And also United, who have gone crazy this summer and are a big threat, too. Um, I have this year as United regaining their throne. I, I, wanted to, I want to see it happen. It's been almost a decade of disappointment in the Prem. Haven't won it since Sir Alex left us. And I feel like we'll be fighting mostly. I don't want to push City away, like Ryan said. It'll be up there, but I feel like it'll, it'll be between Man U and Chelsea. I can't even hate those top two. I can't even blame you guys. Like, I, I just want I just want to be optimistic about my team at the end of the day. But it's just difficult to get up there without a striker. Yeah, it's also just tough because, like you said, Will City are just they 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 kind of almost need to win the UCL. And yeah, Guardiola is like he's obviously one of the best coaches in the entire world the game's ever seen. And you don't want to sack him, but it's almost like okay, like we've given you like a billion dollars to spend. On all these players, you spent two hundred million on just fullbacks alone. Like, can, like I'm not saying, can you please win this trophy for us? The trophy that they're like desperate to win. Yeah. And it'll be interesting because there are other teams that are kind of desperate to win it too. Paris Saint Germain uh, also just signed Lionel Messi. Um, they are also desperate to win the UCL. But yeah, I just it just it's kind of like they almost they need to focus on the Champions League and they also just need like they just they just not on the striker. I think in my opinion. Yeah, like really do it like and also year. I just feel like the depth that Man U and Chelsea have is unmatched right now. I mean, City have an insane depth as well, but there'll also be resting players for the Champions League. I feel mm-hmm. more often than Chelsea and United who want to focus on this league. And I feel like, as well as Ryan, I feel like it'll come down to that last game, game week thirty-seven at Old Trafford. That'll hopefully be the game of the season. I, the I think it'll Chelsea. have to be just because of the hype itself. I'm hoping that it's not a situation where it's, like, a stalemate and, like, it's boring. Uh, but we'll see because I could definitely see that happening between the two clubs. Yeah, hopefully it gets to that level of a game of the season. But I feel like United will just edge it and the Prem will come back to Old Trafford. That's, that's my hope and my dream. And I feel like for Golden Boot, I have it between Romelu, Lukaku, I'll, what I'm with that system that Chelsea have, he'll be banging in goals left and mm-hmm. right. He'll be scoring so much, and I'll have him competing with Ronaldo. I feel like they'll bring it from Italy, the same top two goal scorers. They'll bring it to the Prem. 
I mean, Ronaldo's just a natural goal scorer. Like, and any any second if you leave him open, he'll he'll put one in the back of the net. So I feel like they'll be fighting for it. I can't decide right now who will win it, but I think it's a little bit a little bit of sleeping on Kane too. I think just a little bit, not a lot. No, I, think, I, I, think, like I think I think I think I think just a little bit. I said Kane, Nacho. I said Kane. No, also, I know, I know. I also have Salah like not too far behind. He's oh always, yeah, yeah, Mohamed Salah. He just too far behind. He's always scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah. As much as I don't like Liverpool, I think I think Salah's always. Up yeah, there. I, I think I don't appreciate Salah enough as a player. Obviously, when he's playing against me, I don't I don't want him to do good. But as a player, I mean, he's he's a great player. He's he a do, great. He, he really does it all for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And for Player of the Year. Right, this might be a little biased, but I feel like if what I'm thinking will happen and how we will perform, I feel like Bruno has a shout. How he will connect that midfield to the attack, maybe with assist. He mm. can also score from long. How how he's become the leader of United, I feel like he has a shout to be player of the year as well. Mm. And also, I have, I have Harry Kane up there and also with Ronaldo. But... I don't know. I just want to see Bruno win one for some reason. Who's your golden glove? Golden glove? All right. This is the – I have it between Mendy. Mendy's always good. Chelsea's a defensive force, and mm-hmm. they're going to have many clean sheets. And I, I already talked to you guys about this before. If De Gea can keep uh, playing. This, well, you said it too as well. I did that first, but then I thought – I, I don't even want to get into this. That, 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 that is that – is, that, that's, bla- that's blasphemy. I, I did, I'm sorry. I, I'm I sorry. Did, I United did think De Gea would have got it at first. I did say that a couple of days ago. And now, now that I think about it, I was just – If United so, win so, so Demas is trying to have his opinions as unbiased as possible. However, he gives United the, the clean sweep, the league – the Golden Boot, PFA. The PFA Player of the Year, <laughs> and the Golden out. Globe. United get the clean sheet. It's England's all red. If United win the league, and De Gea, he's already shown, going back to like, sort of his prime self. He already had a contender for save of the season against Wolves. That's that true. save was, was something else. Yeah, my, my only thing about we'll get such on quickly because we're approaching forty minutes on this. Um, the only the only thing. Henderson. The, yeah, Dean Henderson. That's because that's he's out right now. He had with COVID quarantining all that kind of stuff. But when he comes back, I just worry that he's not. De Gea is not going to play every he's game. Not, yeah, and I think not. when it comes down to the Golden Glove, you kind of need to play yeah, like every game in the Premier League to have a chance. That's Because there's just so many. There's just so many games. And if you don't play every game, if De Gea only plays like I don't know 27 games a season, he's not getting like. 18 clean sheets in 27 matches this season. So if unless if De Gea is the only number one, Henderson only plays in cup games against bad teams, whatever. Then I think he has a great yeah, chance. That, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's why. If that's also assuming that. United's defense and their midfield pat, uh, tightens up because with the way they're playing right now, they're not keeping many clean sheets this season. I'm not gonna lie. They'll, yeah. they'll win games. They're not gonna keep. They're yeah. not gonna clean many clean sheets. And also, sheets you gotta like think this. about it. Like that's why guys like uh, Mendy, Ederson, Allison. Uh, they're all the number one choice for their clubs. Like you, you probably won't see Kepa start over Mendy too many times in the Premier League. You probably won't see Zach Stevens start over um, uh, Ederson many times in the Premier League either. It, it's just yeah, they, they, it, it's just it, it's just too it's just too competitive between Henderson and De Gea right now for me to be like that he has a chance. But you know, you're a United, you're a United fan. I'm gonna let you yeah, have your biased ways. I'm gonna back my boy. And, and we'll come back to it in a few months and see it. See how that goes. We'll do like a a recap of what we said at this time, and then we'll see how like wrong or right we yeah, are. Yeah, before, before the winter break, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, before do. winter break. With that being said, we'd like to thank everybody for listening to this first episode of the Top Four being back. 
Uh, like to thank our sponsor, DHS Press, uh, for allowing us to do what we do here at Dominion. Go to dhspress.com all school year long for all the news that Tynes need to know. Thank you all, and goodbye.